0: This edition of 100 Not Out proudly brought to you by the 2019 Greek Island Longevity Experience in Ikaria. Join Damien Christophe and myself for 10 days on the island where people forget to die. Live with the locals, drink the wine, eat the food and discover the longevity lifestyle with a select group of like-minded people just like you who will become friends for life. Activities include stunning hikes, cooking classes, essential oil workshops, festivals and dancing, grape stomping and wine harvesting, village hopping, beach days on the Aegean Sea, farming and foraging with the locals and so much more. For dates, details, highlights of previous events and to apply, go to 100notout.com. Group size limited to 16 and applications processed on a first-in, first-served basis. Thewellnesscoach.com Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging. Well, Marcus Pearce here with you and wishing you a wonderfully happy and healthy new year to you in 2019 on behalf of Damien Christoph and myself. Damo is away on a family holiday at the moment and so you are with me to bring in 2019 and what a year it is going to be. I must say, many people did not enjoy their 2018. If you head on to social media, I was quite, um, what's the word, surprised. that For 2018, uh, for a lot of people, 2018 was a really tough year. Um, and I always find it interesting when I'm uh, looking at uh, social media and seeing what people put up about the year. And you know, I suppose um, for some people, it was their best year ever, whether it was they welcomed a new child into the world or they traveled or they started a job. But for others, it was... Um, a really challenging year, whether it was they lost loved ones or they had business challenges or other type of family or, or major health challenges, uh, whatever it is. Um, it's interesting that a, the end of a calendar year brings a, a certain amount of reflection um, but then also a certain amount of projection and that's kind of what I'd like to talk about on this edition of 100 Not Out episode 301, mind you, and that is five key questions of what 2019 can or may um, bring for you or five key questions that could really make or break um, the year ahead because when you look at the 100 not outers that we've interviewed, on this episode or on this uh, podcast or the the philosophy that we talk about. There are some really key ingredients and if you're um, a regular listener, you'll know that we often talk about knowing um, your life purpose or doing what you love and loving what you do, particularly in those nine to five hours, uh, moving regularly and surrounding yourself with wonderful people, your peer group, your community, um, the people that you spend your time with. We become who we hang around and so who are you hanging around and there, there are three really key elements of of what it takes to live a great long life. But I suppose in my own reflection and projection of the year ahead, there's a couple of other questions that I'm asking myself and I'm going to share these five questions with you. And I invite you to ask them of yourself as well. Um, And again, if you're a regular to the podcast, hopefully they really add to the 300 previous episodes. And if this is one of the first times you've listened to this podcast, then know that uh, normally I do have a co-host in the great Damien Christoph to bounce things off. And so apologies if you get sick of my voice for 20 minutes straight. But um, what I'd like to do on this um, edition of 100 Not Out is to uh, ask these five questions of you. I'll give you my answers to them in terms of um, where I sit in the... These, um, yeah, we're, we're in terms of where I sit with these questions. But then I invite them, I invite you to answer them yourself and maybe journal about them and then weave them into your goals or outcomes um, for 2019 and beyond. Because I have no doubt that if you can really answer these questions and be really happy with your answer and really fulfilled with your answer, then no doubt you are living a great life. And so, Question number one, um, oh, before I go into question number no, no, question number one, let's just get straight into it. Um, no, 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 I'm going to backtrack here. Sorry. This is what happens when you got me by myself. I, I go this way and that way in any direction that I choose. But I suppose a, a key uh, reason why I wanted to cover this topic on this um, episode when I realized that I wouldn't be able to record with Damo was um, thinking about this this view that, that 2019 2018 was really tough and what will 2019 be like it reminded me of a study that I refer to a lot in my presentations and that is a study done by the Yale School of Public Health where they interviewed 600 people over the course of 20 years and asked them as uh, they asked them a series of questions including questions such as as you age you become less useful do you agree or disagree as you age you become more of a burden on your community and your family do you agree or disagree as you age, do you realize that your best years are behind you, do you agree with that or disagree with that? Um, the older you get, you realize it's all downhill from here, agree or disagree. And what they found was um, that the people that agreed with these statements that you do become more of a burden, that your best years are behind you, that it's all downhill from here, they died seven and a half years earlier than those people that had an empowered view of their future. Now, I want you to really consider what seven and a half years of a good quality of life would allow you to, to have in your life. But one element of that study which I don't share very often in my, in my presentations is that at the same time, these people that had a disempowered view of aging also didn't enjoy their, their present and their future. They they weren't enjoying their lives at that time and they didn't really have a great view of their immediate future and that's what I want you to consider right now is if you don't really love your life right now, do you have an optimistic approach to your future? Or is it somewhat fatalistic or pessimistic or what some pessimists might say realistic where you really go, well, I'm going to call it maybe possibly even a bit of learned helplessness where you go, well, there's nothing I can do about it so I'm kind of just stuck in this position whether it's with your health or your family. You might feel you're stuck in a relationship or that you're stuck in a certain way of health or you're stuck in some type of um, toxic work environment because you need the money or toxic friendship. Because if you don't have that friend and you might have no friends or whatever it is, do you have uh, that type of, um, again, disempowerment might feel the same word. might feel a bit strong. But do you feel stuck to the point where you um, don't have any confidence that you can make a change? And so what I'm going to do here with these five questions is really invite you to – elicit that courage that we all have within us to make a change and it might be in one, it might be in all five of these questions or elements of life but I want you to really consider um, not just where you stand right now but the consequences of not changing because you know, for me, New Year's in this whole period of time, it's a wonderful time but it's like a season, it's a, it's like the fifth season of the year but it's a very short season. For some people, it's a season of five minutes where they go, oh, I'm going to quit smoking and Five minutes later they're having a cigarette, so that season's over um for the vast majority, it's about seven seven to forty two days where they they're on a health kick for a short period of time um, and then it all goes bust whether it's a week after New Year's or whether it's when Australia Day hits or whether it's when school goes back or whatever it is, they find it very difficult to maintain it but I'm I'm really inviting you to take a a longer view, the long game and look at your life seven and a half years down the track or 10 years or three years or whatever long-term view you need to take in order to really consider the consequences and so that uh, dovetails into question number one. Question number one, don't get doesn't get spoken about too much on 100 Not Out. We have dedicated one episode to this topic, and it's something that Damien and I both feel very strongly about. Question number one for 2019 is: Are you loving where you live? Um, and this question, um, or the answer to this question, dictates a large, large um, p- proportion of your lifestyle. And so, if you know a bit of my backstory, um, grew up in Melbourne. Um, and moved up here to Byron Bay or the Byron Northern Rivers region um, almost five years ago, five years ago in April, in, uh, April of 2019 of this year. Um, now, I did not not like where I lived. Uh, we lived in Inverloch for seven years. I grew up in the suburbs of Melbourne in Templestowe, but lived in Inverloch after returning from Europe with my wife, Sarah, and... Um, Liked where we lived. Um, Sarah's mum and dad lived in Inverloch. We had a chiropractic and wellness center in Wonthaggie. This is down near Phillip Island for those of people not too familiar with Victoria. And um, Phillip Island's where all the penguins are. And we... We liked it, but it, you know, it was not the kind of place where we looked at homes that we'd really like to put down our roots there, and you know, and raise our family here. And and you know, that's a pretty big indication for me if if you aren't loving where you live, that you don't really feel inclined to buy a home and settle down in that area. But the reason why I, I realise that it makes such a a big impact on your life is one, you're probably going to work somewhere near where you live. Um, when you go down the street for a cafe for a coffee or a tea or a Turmeric latte or a kombucha, you're going to bump into people. Do you want to be bumping into the to certain types of people? Um, you're going to be exercising, moving your moving your body in that area. Is it the type of um geography or topography or whatever it's called where you enjoy that space so we live a four minute drive from the beach which is perfect for my personality but other people that live more inland they love the hinterland Um, and everyone just likes a different part of in in this uh, country they like a different part of Australia do you love the hustle and bustle I know people that come to holiday in Byron but they'd never live here because it's not busy enough whereas you know Sarah and I would never live in the heart of Byron because it's too busy Um, we're about 15 minutes north so what do you love? Do you love hustle and bustle? Do you love living in an apartment? Do you love um, a quarter acre block? Do you want acreage? Do you want a quiet life or do you want a fast paced life? But I have no doubt that loving where you live is a massive ingredient. You know, I almost call it the number one superfood for aging well because it, it dictates so much. It dictates the schools where you might send your kids, it might dictate um, the type of person you fall in love with, um, it might dictate the type of work that you do, um, climate is a big thing. The food and health and wellness environment was a really big key for us moving up here. But if you don't love where you live, Uh, it can impact many areas of your life Um, whether it's um, if you live 45 minutes from work and you're commuting you know one to three hours a day that can severely impact your physical health and your mental health Um, then it can uh, reduce how much quality time you spend um, with your partner and children it can reduce how much time you spend with your friends it can reduce how much time you spend um, living out any hobbies Um, you know these are interesting and important questions to consider uh, because commute times is really only something that we have experienced in the last 100 years. Before then, commute times may have been similar but it was largely on foot Um, and a lot of people that was not only wonderful movement but it actually set them up mentally and emotionally for the day if they were walking half an hour to a farm or to work or wherever it was. And so that commute time, for some people it sets them up really well. I know people that listen to podcasts on the way to work and absolutely love the way it sets them up or they're learning a language whilst they're on the train or reading a book. But just consider how much where you live um, is taking a hold of your your fulfillment uh, because, again, that has a large large part to play in the quantity and the quality of your life. All right, question number two because I am prone to going on. We're already halfway through this podcast. Are you loving how you spend your nine to five? And that, just to be really blunt and brief, are you loving the work that you do? Now, asterisk here, my wife is a stay-at-home mum, and she loves being a stay-at-home mum. Sarah is a chiropractor by profession but she decided uh, back in 2000 and what is it, uh, 14, that she just wanted to raise kids and just take a break from chiropractic. And so her work, for want of a better term, uh, because it's a bit of a sensitive uh, topic these days, but her work is um, spending time with children and raising them, raising a family of world leaders as Rose Kennedy's uh, life purpose was. Um, and she absolutely loves it. She loves school drop-offs. She loves all of the challenges of lunch boxes and kids misbehaving and sleeping or not sleeping and everything that goes with it and the relationships that she develops with, with uh, other parents and friends in the community and she loves not having the stress of working. And yes, that creates some uh, financial stress and time management stress for both Sarah and I, whether it's um, the fact that I travel a lot for work, whether it's the fact that we could earn a whole lot more if Sarah was working. But think about this and I'm not sure if you attended the Wellness Summit um, Uh, last year but as I've said many times before, we are multi-billionaires in our personal lives, in our family lives. We may not be in our professional lives but You and I both know people that have put far too many eggs in the life purpose slash career slash professional money earning basket and it has caused a major, major consequence in the family relationship personal life basket. So, you want to be really conscious about how you spend your nine to five and I have absolutely no problem, uh, probably because I've seen it firsthand with my wife, I have absolutely no problem with people quitting or uh, reducing their hours in paying work and heavily reducing their income uh, if it allows them a lifestyle where they have far more joy and fulfillment and um, whatever the opposite of uh, mental health problems is where they actually have um, a wonderful sense of um Fulfillment, for for want of a better term. And so I really ask you to consider are you loving how you spend your nine to five? Is it fulfilling you? If it's not, you know, you were not born to suffer for eight hours a day. That's not the way that life was created. Now, again, in the last 100 years, it's become more socially acceptable to do work that you don't enjoy. Um, and whatever career you choose, there is going to be an SHIT sandwich, as I talk about a lot. Don't think that every Um, That there's an insta famous job out there that is um, stress free Uh, absolutely not Um, but generally when you do work that you love and you are on a mission with work that you do whether it's raising children or um, being a health practitioner or whether you're an accountant or a lawyer or a cleaner or a um, I'm looking at the window here in my office, a weed specialist, a gardener, a lawnmower, whatever it is that you're doing. If you're on a mission, you'll go through the challenges of whatever it is that your mission entails um, but um, tolerating mediocrity in your career or life purpose um, is not the purpose of your life um, and I think it's important that you consider what impact it would have on you if you really took the plunge and lived your life on your own terms and wrote the script of your life, especially between the hours of 9 to 5. And then that brings me on to question 3 and that is really the questions outside of 9 to 5 and that is are you loving your rituals? And I'm not talking about work rituals. I'm talking more about your morning ritual, your evening rituals, your weekend rituals and any others that you might have. And so for me, getting up in the morning at 5 a.m., it's not easy. I don't have a 100% success rate on it but I know my days are much better when I'm up at 5 o'clock. At the moment, I'm reading a book called The Artist's Way Some of you may be familiar with it. It's one of those books that's come along uh, many times before and I was just down in Inverloch at um, Sarah's Mum and Dad's for Christmas and there it was on Sarah's Mum's bookshelf. She received it from uh, Sarah's brother Ash for Christmas last year and I'd heard about it a number of times before and then bang, it was the perfect time to read it and that's where I'm at right now. And So, I'm doing my morning pages in the morning, half an hour of just Brain dumping, brain drain writing, no structure, just whatever is in my mind, it comes out onto the paper and that's at 5 o'clock in the morning. It's meant to take about half an hour. It's taking me about an hour at the moment Um, but that is how I like to spend my morning and then once that 5 to 6 o'clock time is spent, then it's movement time. Love moving my body in the morning Um, and then it's um, shower, make breakfast uh, for the family while Sarah has a bit of her own time and then um, she might go down to the river or the ocean and have a dip um, whilst I do breakfast with the kids, have a bit of quality time with the fam bam then and then it's into work mode. Uh, But then after that, at the end of the day, the evening rituals are – Um, dinner with the family at about 5.30, 6 o'clock maybe in the summertime, Um, bedtime, bath time, all of that jazz, that's over by about 8, 8 8.30 or so. Um, Now, I used to do work at night and and now, look, some people might say that it is working but – I might like to read a book which is generally how I'd like to wind down from the day Um, but if I can and if Sarah is up for it, we'll have a cup of tea and a chat and some couch time and just have some connection time because you realize how important that time to connect is. Now, with Sarah being pregnant uh, with our fourth child due in July, um, she's not always up for a chat at the end of the day. Um, Often, Sarah at the moment is in bed by 8 or 8.30 and so my evening ritual is more just a a hot date with a good quality book. At the moment, I'm reading um, my Malala. Is it I am Malala? I'm just trying to look for it here in my office. I think it's out in the kitchen. Uh, I get confused with all of the Malala brands but I am Malala, I think it might be. Malala Yousafzai, um, the young lady who was shot in the head by the Taliban and uh, campaigns for uh, female education. Uh, she's a fascinating individual. Uh, so I'd like to read a bit of Malala at night um, and then and then it's bedtime. So. That's uh, evening ritual and then weekend for me, one one weekend ritual which I love is just going down to the cafe at uh, 6 or 6.30 in the morning. I don't set an alarm on the weekends. I get up when I wake up and then um, Sarah and I have a bit of a, a me time swapsy. So I'll go down uh, to the cafe at about 6.30 or so, have myself a coffee and just might read a book, might just take notes, just not work stuff, just any stuff that's just so random. It could be checking something out on Google that I just wanted to find you know you may have heard of someone I just Wikipedia them or I uh, you know looking at houses or reading a book or journaling or just random just completely inane stuff it could be reading a life-changing book, but there's just no urgency about that time. It's just absolute freedom and flexibility. Uh, In a life of structure and regiment, which I often feel my life is um, in a positive way, I like to just unleash the beast on a Saturday morning. Might even catch up with a mate for a coffee. Um, Might even have a muffin and it might have gluten in it. That might happen three or four times a year on a Saturday morning as well, just because. Break the rules. and that's pretty much my only weekend routine. The rest is as flexible as I come. It's it's quality family time as much as possible. Um, but I love rituals. I think it's really important, um, whether it's same breakfast every morning, eggs and greens, however you like them, um, in my house. But uh, having your rituals takes takes a lot of brain energy um, or frees up a lot of brain energy. For me as a creative person, it, it frees up a lot of time to be creative rather than having to think too much Um you know, I love white t-shirts, so a lot of my wardrobe is just filled with white t-shirts and shorts. It don't doesn't take a lot of energy for me to work out what to wear. Um, as much as you can reduce, so you don't want to become a, you don't want to become hyper, um, whatever the word is, automated. You don't want to be an automatron. But just having some rituals that allows you to to free up some brain space and, and creative energy space, I think, is really important. Um, that's question number three, so we've done that. one, are you loving where you live, two, are you loving how you spend your nine to five, three, are you loving your rituals, question four, are you loving the way you move your body. So for me, 2018 was a year where I probably felt older in my body than I really would like to. Um, without a sob story coming on, I broke my shoulder quite severely in 2010. Um, and my right hip has never really been the same since and for those of you that know your body stuff quite well, I think it's a fascial or fascia uh, problem, left shoulder, right hip connection. Uh, look, some people don't think so, other people do but my ever-present physical Challenge at the moment is to improve function in my right hip. It's interesting when I'm married to a chiropractor, you know, um, the physical challenges that I have. But um, that's kind of something that I'm constantly working through. But I also recognise that I'm not that compliant with rehab, and it was a challenge with my shoulder. I probably never rehabbed that as well as I could have, and I'm still uh, for one of, whenever for one of a better term, paying the price for that today. And so um, I'm still discovering the ways that I love to move. Given some of the challenges that I'm experiencing, it's not as easy as I would have liked to to jog. Uh, So I bought a spin bike because I love riding. Um, But the the roads aren't great uh, up here. So I sold my road bike. Um, and I've got myself a spin bike because I really love to sweat and spin bikes are great for sweat Um, and also a mountain bike is on the menu because May just got a bike for her ninth birthday and uh, there's even more reason now to ride as the kids get older Um, and mountain bike a little bit easier to ride on the roads around here than a road bike. So for me, riding is going to be a big part of 2019. Um and what are the ways you know and, and and walking is always a big thing up here where I live it's quite hilly which is great hill walking is a wonderful way to move um and thanks to this wonderful stand up desk which I'm recording to you from at the moment thanks to our good friends at Movi um you may have heard us interview Dan Angelini the founder of Movi Workspace uh on 100 Not Out he was featured at the Wellness Summit as well. They're great stand-up desks. That allows me to stand more during the day because I recognized in 2018 just far too much sitting, way too much sitting and so now when I'm here um, in the home office, I'm standing as I am right now um, and that's allowing me, I I much prefer to stand and sit. If you've ever watched a game of football with me, um, you'll know that I can't bear uh, sitting and and watching um, football, Um, I just love to stand and so walking is great, riding. Um, just standing and moving, and and the rest is is the way that I love to move. And so, how do you love to move? Is it yoga? Is it is it running? Is it swimming? Is it um is it acrobatics of some kind? Is it ballet, barre, Pilates, circus arts, whatever it is. How do you love to move do you love to play tennis basketball table tennis what do you love to do how do you love to move Just make sure that the way that you love to move is a part of your lifestyle in 2019 because don't move how everyone else is telling you to move move in a way that is great for you all I will suggest is that there are three important elements of your movement it's your aerobic movements which is where you're using oxygen whether it's you know so you can talk and move there whether it's walking or jogging. Um, riding a bike, then you've got anaerobic movement which is where you're without oxygen and that's the the movements where you just run out of gas. So push-ups and squats and burpees and lunges and big muscle work um, and then you've got flexibility uh, whether it's yoga or Pilates um, and those types of movements as well. So it's just important to incorporate all three don't have to be equal amounts. You'll have a favorite and you'll have a least favorite uh, but it's just important that they're all a part of your lifestyle. All right, number five because in um, true fashion, I am running over time here. Question five, are you loving the people that you surround yourself with? Put another way, you become who you hang around so who are you hanging around? My um, try and true exercise is to write down the five people that you spend the most time with but... Um, give them a tick or a cross, and if they if you've got a couple of crosses on there, make it a 2019 outcome to um, replace those people with people that you love spending time with, and that often requires being in places where you are at your best, which is why when you live where you love to live, it's far easier to make friends because there's a lot more people just like you. It's why we are so encouraging of people coming to Ikaria with us, uh, the Greek island where people forget to die, because the people that come on that trip. Are like-minded individuals, they might come from different parts of the planet, but they all have a very similar worldview. And so, not only do you feel like you're at home when you're on the other side of the world, uh, but the social element and the lifelong friendships. And we have this great WhatsApp group with our group. For what, what uh, we have a great WhatsApp chat group with the group that came with us this year, um, and it's just a very special friendship and and that's the key of loving the people you surround yourself with is that feeling of love that feeling of friendship and if you don't have that in your life right now i can't tell you how important it is for your own mental health and your longevity and the quality of your life it's really hard to have a great quality of life if you don't have great people around you to enjoy it with because you might be doing great things in your work or in your health or in your wealth or in elements of your life but if you've got no one to share that experience with, it it feels half empty and so make it a real priority if you don't have it in your life to surround yourself with people that you love in 2019 interview and if you're saying, Marcus, how do I do that? then the key is to go to places where you love to be. If you love doing yoga, say go to a yoga studio. If you love riding a bike, join a riding group, join a walking group. I know many people, shout out to Jenny Andrews, a great supporter of 100 Not Out who attended um, our Ikaria Longevity Experience this year. She She's joined a walking group where she lives and that's a great way to make friends, um, and she's also um started working at a health food store. Now that is a great way to meet like-minded people. If you're looking for a job, one of the best places I reckon you could work is in somewhere in the health industry, whether it's a health food store or a great chiropractor or an integrative um uh um GP or anyone in the health and wellness industry. You know, if you want to love people that you work with, not to say they're all great because there's some sharks out there too in the wellness world, but just find out. Um people that you love to hang around and do whatever you can to hang around them. Um, there's plenty of Wellness Couch events coming up in this year where you can create friends in an instant. We're in Fremantle for the Wellness Base Camp in April. Um, myself, I'll be running an Exceptional Life Blueprint live event up here in Byron Bay in May. Um, we have another Wellness Base Camp in Newcastle in June and then um, we're running a Wellness Summit in August and uh, Damien and I are in Icaria. In September, um, and we have another wellness base camp in Auckland in New Zealand in October. They're just the ones off the top of my head. So, I mean, there are so many ways to meet new people just through the community of the Wellness Couch. But um, whatever you do, just make sure you do it because you want to know one of the biggest causes of dementia and that is social isolation and you don't want to get to the end of your life and wish that you um, had kept in touch with your friends. So sometimes improving or loving the people that you surround yourself with is reacquainting yourself with people that you've lost contact with and also developing a bit of leadership in the way that you make new friends and that could be improving your social skills, asking more questions, introducing yourself more, uh, getting to know people's names rather than just having chats to people that you don't know the name of, just simple little things which can really strike a match in new relationships and those that you would like to improve and so the five questions are you loving where you live are you loving how you spend your nine to five are you loving your rituals particularly in the morning the evening and the weekends are you loving the way you move are you loving the people you surround yourself with the answers to those questions and what you do about it do have the ability to make or break your 2019 and so i really hope that you do um create a magical 2019 and don't fall into the trap that there's nothing you can do about it. Don't have learned helplessness. Um, you are going to have challenges in 2019. That's just the nature of life. You know, every every year there's a winter and every life has its winter um, and there's multiple winters, but there's also multiple summers and springs and the rest and autumn as well if that's your favorite season as well. But whatever it is, um, know that there will be challenges, but there will also be victories and success. It just depends if you're prepared to do the work to create the success and challenges that you so desire. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode of 100 Not Out. I'll put all of the links um, in the show notes for any of those events that you'd like to join us at. But if you're auditory, then the Wellness Base Camps uh, in Frio, Newcastle and Auckland are all at thewellnessbasecamp.com. my exceptional life blueprint um, event in Byron Bay. The website's not complete for that yet, but if you just uh, go to marcuspierce.com.au or email me simply marcus at marcuspierce.com.au to register your interest. The Wellness Summit in August is at thewellnesssummit.com. Um, the 100 Not Out Longevity Retreat in Icaria, or not retreat, the experience is at 100notout.com. And um, Got to give Damo a shout-out because we love Damo and Damo will be back uh, on episode 302 of 100 on out next week. But find out more about Damo at DamianChristophe.com and make sure if you're not having his forage cereal for breakfast, then get on over to foragecereal.com and uh, enjoy all four sprouted ranges. Okie dokie, folks. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. Thanks again for your company. Looking forward to having Damo back next week in the hot seat. And until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now.